to a life-changing encounter with the Word of God, presented to you by Rev. Bright Nkrumah, the senior pastor of the Kodesh Family Church, Bronx North. He is an anointed pastor and teacher of the Word of God, affecting many lives. Now get ready to be transformed by this message. and thankful this afternoon. We thank you, Lord, for the privilege to come before you, to worship you, to serve you, and to hear your word. Holy Father, we pray that you give us of your Holy Spirit to guide us into your all truth. We are grateful, Lord. We are thankful for this beautiful day and for this gathering in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, clap your hands together for the Lord and please be seated. And well, we just finished sharing about prayer. Uh, and today we are beginning a new series, a short series. And I think you all know the book of the year that was introduced to us in the beginning or at the end of the year is what it means to be as wise as a serpent. What it means to be as wise as a serpent. And this is where our message is coming from. All of you who have the Macario 60, you must have this copy. And if you don't have it, I want to really encourage you to get it from Amazon. It is a wonderful book. It is a great book. A book that you need and I need. And it's called What It Means to Be As Wise as a Serpent. Can you see it? Wonderful. What it means to be as wise as a serpent. Go on the internet and buy a copy. You know, it is very easy. You don't have to go to the store. Just download the copy on your tablet. And it's a blessing in your hand right there. It's a blessing. You know, uh, you, have, you don't have any excuse. And this amount of money will not accomplish much otherwise, but it can go a long way to transform your life. I'm telling you, this book can transform your life and will transform your life if you set your heart to read it. Amen. Amen. Wonderful. Well, today we are sharing about masters of the power of the mouth, serpents as masters of the powers of the mouth. And that's from chapter four of this book. Okay, we are going to learn about the seven ways you can use the power of your mouth. The power of your mouth. There is power in your mouth. Hallelujah. Now, there is something that Jesus said about serpents or snakes. Okay, now we're talking about snakes. Don't get jittery. Okay. <laughs> Some of you, as soon as we mention snakes, you start feeling, you know, getting certain feelings. Okay, but there is something that Jesus said about snakes or serpents that has called for a closer look. That statement has called for a closer look. Please mute your phone so that you can all hear me. Okay, that statement that Jesus made has called for a closer look and analysis of the nature and the lifestyle of the snake. Okay, and that scripture is from Matthew chapter 10 and verse 16. Matthew chapter 10 and verse 16. Donna, it's good to see you. You look wonderful. You look well. So Matthew chapter 10 and verse 16, it says... Matthew chapter 10 and verse 16. Behold, I send you, behold, I send you forth as sheep in the midst of wolves. Be ye therefore wise as serpents and harmless as doves. Hallelujah. You know, lions are wise. You know, ants are wise. But this particular scripture, Jesus is saying Christians ought to be wise as serpents. Hallelujah. He says, be wise as serpents. And Jesus said, the way 
to survive and thrive and prosper in the midst of enemies or in the midst of people who don't like you or people who are seeking to kill you is to live like a snake or to live like a serpent. Hallelujah. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? Yes, please. Snakes have powerful qualities and wisdom keys that have caused them to survive in the midst of enemies or in the midst of haters. People who hate them, they are able to survive in their midst. Every living thing almost hates snakes. Almost every living thing. (laughs) Every living thing hates snakes. You see, whenever one snake shows up in a place, it causes agitation and uneasiness among any form of creature. You know, if there are a bunch of lions and a snake shows up, they all get agitated. Do you understand? And they begin to look to it means to kill it. Do you understand? Not to kill it, to eat it, but just to finish it. Every kind of creature, either they will run away from where the snake shows up or they will seek to kill it. Mm. You see? So no one wants to be near snakes. Alligators don't want to be near snakes. Dogs don't want to be near snakes. And even when it comes to human beings, it's even worse. You know, the whole forces, they gather for one snake and they want to finish it. And until it is finished, they will not rest. Do you see? I remember when we were in secondary school, in boarding school, one time in the night, we heard somebody scream that there was a snake under his bed. In the dormitory. You know, and it was chaos. The whole school. I mean, we have different, many dormitories. And the news ran down quickly in the night to all the dormitories. And almost the whole school went to this dormitory. And my school was a very large campus. And they all went to that dormitory. It was as if day night, daybreak. And everyone was awake looking for this one snake. Wow. You know, so snakes are, you know, creatures that when they show up, there is agitation and there is commotion. Hallelujah. And the reason is because every one of these creatures know or knows what snakes are capable of. Mm. Do you understand? Everyone knows what snakes are capable of or what snakes can do. And so they are afraid of snakes. And what snakes are capable of doing is what has made them great survivors and flourishing powerfully. Hallelujah. Many animals have been extinct and we can't see them anymore. But snakes continue to flourish in different forms. They transform, they translate into different forms. You can find them any part of the world. Hallelujah. Bishop was talking about an island where it's all snakes. You know, and I saw a video. I mean, when you Google it and you look at the video, you will begin to get chills, even though it's just a video. Mm-hmm. You understand? You begin to, you, don't, you turn off the video immediately. You don't even want to see it. As if the snake can come out of the video to do something to you. That is how powerful they are. Mm-hmm. So they are worth studying. If one creature, if an animal has such power that even through pictures, you get afraid of them then you have to learn something about them. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? At the end of this book, there are some photographs. You know, there are some photographs about snakes and there are some of the activities. If I begin to show them to you, most of you will turn off your video. You wouldn't want to see it, but it is worth learning about snakes. Hallelujah. Put your hands together for Jesus, identifying this wise creature and directing us to analyze and study it. Amen. Amen. So Jesus said it is because of the wisdom they possess, the wisdom they possess, that we should learn about them and to live like them. And this book contains the wisdom keys of the serpent. It contains the powerful wisdom keys of the serpent. So we want to look at one of such wisdom keys today. That is what we are doing. And chapter 4 
in this book, it says serpents are masters of the power of the mouth. Serpents are masters of the power of the mouth. And it says, Job 14 and verse 19, if you have the uh, New American Standard Bible, Job 14 and verse 19, it says, out of his mouth, out of his mouth, go burning touches, sparks of fire leap forth. This is the Bible talking about that form of the creature called the Leviathan, you know, and it says, out of his mouth, go burning touches, sparks of fire leap forth. You see, so out of the mouth, there is power, there is burning touches and sparks of fire that leap forth out of the mouth. And we need to know this. We need to know the power of the mouth. It says snakes are wise because they use their mouths as weapons to fight, Mm. to win and to dominate their enemies. The mouth of the snake. You see, they use it to fight as weapons. They use it as weapons. They use it to win and they use their mouth to dominate. So a minister or a Christian will be wise according to Jesus when he uses his mouth as a weapon to fight, Mm. to win and to dominate in the spirit. Mm. Hallelujah. The mouth of the snake is an amazing weapon. That is it uses it very successfully. Mm. The snake uses its mouth very successfully. Hallelujah. The snakes do not chew their food. How many of you know that? I'm teaching you a lot about snakes. They do not chew their food. You don't find snakes chewing their food. Their teeth are good for catching and holding the prey. That is what they use their mouth for. The teeth, they use it to catch them and hold the prey. Mm. But not suitable for chewing. So the snake's mouth is not for chewing. Hallelujah. Amen. They have a very flexible lower jaw. So you see, you have to learn because your mouth is for chewing. Your mouth is for saying all kinds of things in addition to chewing. But there is something that your mouth does that you can use also. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? And that is what we are teaching here. So the mouth of the snake, the jaw, they have this flexible lower jaw and the two halves of which are not rigidly attached. So the snake is able to open its mouth very wide. There's no limit when it wants to open the mouth. It's so flexible, so it can be as flat as this, and it is open. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? Yes, right. So the snakes are therefore also able to swallow their prey in whole. They can swallow a whole antelope. Do you understand? Snakes can just hold on to the antelope and squeeze the antelope until it is dead, and then it will swallow the whole antelope as a whole. If you look at the back of this book, you see a snake swallowing an alligator. Hey. The whole alligator. You know, alligator that can even chew your inside. If it gets into your stomach, but a snake will squeeze the alligator until it cannot breathe, and then it will swallow the alligator. That is how powerful these animals are. Hallelujah. So the mouth is very powerful. You know, the things that the mouth can do, the things that the mouth can say is very powerful. And this kind of snake predator concept is what we are using here. You see, that you have power in your mouth. The things that you say are very powerful. You do understand that even our salvation comes to us when we open our mouth to speak. That is how we receive salvation. That is how you move from a world of darkness into the marvelous light of God through the things that your mouth says. Are you understand what I'm sharing with you? What your mouth speaks just transforms you from the power of darkness into the marvelous light of the almighty God. So in Romans chapter 10 and verse 9, Romans chapter 10 and verse 9 and 10, the Bible says that if you confess with your mouth 
Do you see? If you confess with your mouth Jesus as Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Wow. Wow. That's your mouth. Mm. Believing in your heart and then making a confession with your mouth. The Bible says you'll be saved. The next verse, it says, for with the heart, a person believes, resulting in righteousness. Do you see? You have, you have, not, you have not been saved yet. So when people come to church and they hear the word of God and they believe what they hear, they are in righteousness. It results in righteousness. And then it says, and with the mouth, he confesses. When you open your mouth and you make a confession, it results in salvation. Wow. 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 The mouth is a very powerful weapon. Hallelujah. So Amen. to be wise as serpent, you must use the gift and the grace God has given you through the mouth. You must develop the power of the mouth and you are snared with the words of your mouth and you are taken with the words of your mouth. According to Proverbs 6.2, you are snared with the words of thy mouth. Thou art taken with the words of thy mouth. Hallelujah. Are you Thank understanding you. what I'm sharing with you? Yes, Rev. Now, number one. You see, I mean, some people are able to use their mouth as weapons more than others. Do you understand? But you can develop. You can develop your mouth. You can develop your mouth and become powerful with the use of your mouth. Okay? So, number one, I'm talking about the seven ways you can use the power in your mouth. Number one, Develop your ability to speak forth positive confession about your life and ministry. Amen. Develop your ability to speak forth positive confession about your life and ministry. Mark chapter 11 and verse 23. Mark chapter 11 and verse 23. Did you get the first point? Yes. Develop your ability to speak forth positive confession about your life and ministry. And Mark chapter 11 verse 23 is our scripture for this point. It says, for verily or truly, I say to you, whosoever says to this mountain, be taken up and cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart but believes that what he says is going to happen, it will be granted him. Wow. So the God who made you, mm. the God, your creator, is saying that there is something powerful in your mouth. That when you say something and you believe in what you say, then you can have the thing that you say. If you believe in what you say, that is powerful. That means that you don't speak out. So you don't experience certain manifestation of the power that is in your mouth. The reason why you don't experience certain power and certain manifestation is because you don't speak out certain positive confessions from your mouth. Now, this means a whole lot. You see, it says, if you open your mouth to say something and you do not doubt it, that thing which you say shall come to pass. Amen. Amen. And it means a whole lot. It means a whole lot. One, it means opening your mouth to speak when you pray is very important. Oh. Somebody understand what I'm sharing with you? That's yes. right. That when you are asking God for something, and you open your mouth to say it, it is very important. important. Notice the scripture. It didn't say, the scripture is not saying what you think of or what you say in your head. Mm. That is not what the scripture is saying. True. It's not saying what you say in your head or what you think of. Because sometimes when we are praying, some people don't open their mouth to say anything. Mm. And they say, I'm praying in my head. <laughs> but the scripture is saying, if you open your mouth, you say, if you say the thing that you say, 
is what will come to pass. It means you have to say it. You have to speak. You, say you have to pray. You have to open your mouth and say what you want. Say what you are asking the Lord for. Hallelujah. Amen. Because it means if you say it, you have what you say. Now, you cannot say, I mean, sometimes you, you say, I said it. And someone even says, but I didn't hear it. Speak out. Have you heard that before? Oh, yes. Because when you mumble something and I don't hear it, you have not said it. That is why you have to open your mouth to pray. You have to open your mouth to speak. Hallelujah. It also implies that you have to be careful of the things you say. Okay. Okay. If what you say, you have it, you have to be careful of the things you say. You have to learn to make positive confessions. There are certain confessions that you should not make. That as for this, it runs in our family. You know, you shouldn't make confessions like that. In my family, all the women, you know, they, they, they get divorced at this age. God forbid. Do you understand? You should not make certain confessions like that. And over your children, you shouldn't make certain confessions. You shouldn't make confessions that you are not amount to anything. Mercy. Even if you are angry at your fathers. <laughs> you understand? Don't say you'll be like your father. You will not amount to anything. Mercy. Speak positive confessions over them. Hallelujah. Man. Number two, develop your ability to preach. Mm. Develop your ability to preach. You say, how? You don't associate yourself with someone who can preach, but you can develop your ability to preach. Is somebody listening to me? Yes, Rev. First Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 21. I want you to listen to the message very carefully. There is no part of it that does not apply to you. 1 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 21. We can go back to the King James Version. When I have to change the version, I will tell you. 1 Corinthians 1, 21. It says, for after that, in the wisdom of God, the world by wisdom knew not God. It pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. For after that, in the wisdom of God, the world by wisdom knew not God. When God was putting out his wisdom to the world, the world, by our wisdom, we couldn't even identify God. We couldn't even see God in any of the powerful wisdom of God in his creation. Such wisdom in the creation. In our wisdom, we can't even see God. But there is God in everything that we see and everything that is around us. There is God in you. Your creation, there is God in it. Amen. But you see, we can see God in it through our own wisdom. And so the Bible says it pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. To save them that believe. Preaching does not sound powerful by the world's standards. You see, what I'm speaking, what I'm saying, it doesn't sound powerful if I go to some world meeting, you know, some um, meeting of um, some philosophers and world leaders and this, and I'm speaking and I'm preaching this. It doesn't sound any powerful to them. So preaching does not sound powerful by world standards. It does not even sound rational. True. Have you noticed that? Yes. When we are talking about Jesus being born by the Virgin Mary or walking on the sea, or when we talk about the Israelites walking through the Red Sea on a dry land, it doesn't seem to make any sense in a world's wisdom. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? Yes. That Jesus Christ died on the cross and he was buried and he rose again on the third day. It doesn't seem to make any sense. That is, you see, to say that if you believe this, then you are saved. What sense does it make? That is why you don't see many doctors, you don't see many lawyers, you don't see many scientists in churches. You can find them. 
You know, when you begin to say these things, people laugh at you. True. People by wealth wisdom, people who are wise in the world, laugh at you. They think you are ignorant. True. So it means by, by when you speak these things, it doesn't make sense to the world. But God says it pleased him that by the foolishness of preaching done by someone like you, by the foolishness of preaching done by someone like you, who is not even important, who is not even highly educated, by the foolishness of preaching, he uses it to save them that believe. Amen. Amen. It means when you are preaching, even to you, it may sound foolish. You, even when you are sharing. Yeah. <laughs> are you understand what I'm sharing with you? When yeah. you are sharing the gospel with someone, it sounds foolish to you. Telling the person that Christ shed his blood for you, and so you are saved. Then the person asks you, why did he ask to shed his blood? I didn't ask him to shed his blood. You see? And then you, you don't even know what to say. But you say, but God says he sent his son to shed his blood for you. He died on the cross because of your sins. He says, I mean, it doesn't make sense to you, but anyone that believes it, but as foolish as such words coming from your mouth may sound, they contain an inherent power to save anyone who has the humility to receive it and to believe it. Amen. Though they may come from your mouth as foolish. You are preaching power. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? Yes, right. So develop the ability to preach. Develop it and preach it. And don't depend on the wisdom of it. Just develop the ability to share Christ. With. Develop the ability to open your mouth to share the simple gospel with others. That Jesus Christ was born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate. He was crucified. He died and rose again on the third day. And if you believe this and accept him as your personal savior, you are delivered. You are saved. That's simple. Develop that ability to share with others. And that sharing of such message, the Bible says God uses this foolishness to save anyone that believes it. I'm telling you. Amen. You are preaching. Hallelujah. Amen. That is why you can see preachers who preach some wild, powerful things, powerful philosophies, powerful things, and people are not saved. And you find another preacher preaching. You see, many preachers find it very difficult to preach from John 3.16. True. Many preachers find it difficult. Mm. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son to you. I mean, many preachers, they, they quote it. I mean, there's not much to... But if you preach that message, mm. power flows out of your mouth. And Amen. people who believe it, they are saved. Amen. Is somebody understand what I'm sharing with you? Yes, sir. So develop the ability to preach. In 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 1, 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 1, the Bible says, this is Paul. This is 1 Corinthians 2 and verse 1. It says, and I, brethren, when I came to you, came not with excellency of speech or of wisdom, declaring unto you the testimony of God. This is Paul. He says, he says to the people of the the Corinthian church, he says, and I, brethren, when I came to you, I did not come with some excellency of speech or of wisdom. I wasn't finding some wise things to say to you concerning the testimony of God. I wasn't looking for some, I wasn't trying to mount up to your level of philosophy. Because if you remember the chapter before, he has gone to Mars Hill and they they refused him when he began to talk about resurrection. So when he came to the church of Corinth, he says, I came to you with not with excellency of speech or of wisdom declaring unto you the testimony of God. The next verse, it says, for I determined, I determined not to know anything among you, such as your education, your career, 
you know, your philosophy, your level of knowledge. I determined not to know anything amongst you, save Jesus Christ and him crucified. Jesus Christ and him crucified. Hallelujah. He says, and I was with you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling. So you can be, you can be a preacher who is weak. You can be a preacher who is not highly educated. You can be a preacher who cannot speak well. Your English weren't good at the time. <laughs> Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? Yes. You can be a preacher whose vocabulary and grammar is not perfect. Very limited. You see, so he says, and I was with you in weakness and in fear. And in much trembling, sometimes you can stand before a congregation and you are shaking. You look at their faces and you are shaking. They say, come and share something small. And you, you, okay, let's, brother, let's turn to, uh, and then you are flipping, you you can't even find your scriptures. He says, I was with you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling. The next verse, verse four. He says, and my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom. But it was in demonstration of the spirit and of power. There is something behind it coming from your mouth. There is something behind it. I say it is in your mouth. It may not sound powerful. It may not sound like you are very highly educated. You may not sound like a powerful preacher, but it is coming in demonstration of the spirit and of power. Hallelujah. And the next verse, it says that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men. That is not the goal. Your faith should not stand. It should not depend in the wisdom of man. But in the power of God, Amen. and this power, it comes from your mouth. Just speaking foolishness of preaching, just sharing this foolishness of the gospel, it comes with power. Put your hands together for the Lord. That is in you. That is in your mouth. Hallelujah. The Amen. next point, it says, develop your ability to teach. Amen. Develop your ability to teach. Ecclesiastes chapter 12 and verse 9. Ecclesiastes chapter 12 and verse 9. He says, and moreover, because the preacher was wise, he still taught the people knowledge. Yea, he gave good heed and sought out and set in order many proverbs. Because the preacher was wise, he still taught the people knowledge. Yea, he gave good heed and sought out. You have to seek out and set in order many proverbs. Proverbs that people don't understand. You can set them in order. That is your ability to teach. Hallelujah. Beloved, this is in your mouth. It is the work of the Holy Spirit. It is the work of the Holy Spirit. So as you set your heart to understand, he says, as you set your heart to understand and to teach, because you have to understand first. You cannot teach something that you don't understand. So as you set your heart to understand, you can, you, the Holy Spirit teaches you. you see, as you set your heart to understand, the Holy Spirit will teach you. But you will have to set your heart to it. And then the Holy Spirit will put in your mouth, in your mouth, this mouth that you have painted pink or purple or blue or (laughs) nothing on it. It is power. The Holy Spirit can put this in your mouth. Amen. So the next verse in this particular chapter, I mean, this one, verse 10, it says, the preacher sought to find out acceptable ways. He sought to find out acceptable words. And that which was written was upright. Even words of truth. When he set himself out to find it. Do you see? So you have to develop. You have to set your heart to find acceptable words in the word of God. 
You see, what I'm sharing with you, if you have the book and you are looking at it, you see that they are just point and scripture. Truth. It says point number one, and then it gives a scripture. But I'm sharing something that you understand. Mm. Because I set my heart to understand. I waited on the Lord to speak to me. I set my heart out. And when you set your heart out, the Holy Spirit put words in your mouth. Amen. I tell you, that is why Paul said in Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 19, he said to the church, and that is a good prayer. I had, you know, during the prayer meeting, one of um, the points was, let's pray for the, our pastor, that the Lord will give him utterance. Paul said, and for me, that utterance may be given unto me, that I may open my what? My, my what? My, my mouth. My mouth. He says, for, and for me, that utterance may be given unto me. Who gives the utterance? The Holy Spirit. He said, pray for me also, that whenever I speak, words, if you read the uh, NIV, he says, Pray for me also that whenever I speak, whenever I open my mouth, words may be given me so that I will fiercely make known the mystery of the gospel. Hallelujah. Amen. So develop the ability to teach. When you set your heart to develop, the Holy Spirit puts words in your mouth. Amen. The Holy Spirit makes you knowledgeable. The Holy Spirit makes the words meaningful to your listeners. Amen. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you right now? Yes, Ralph. That is the work of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. And the last point, develop positive proclamation over your congregation. Amen. Develop positive proclamation over your congregation. And the scripture for that is Proverbs 18, verse 21. Are you reading with me? Yes. yes. Proverbs 18, verse 21. It says, the tongue has the power of life and death. And those who love it will eat its fruits. The, new, the King James says, death and life are in the power of the tongue. Mm. And they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. Wow. Wow. You didn't know that death and life, they are lying in your mouth. Mm. They are lying in your mouth. You see, in the beginning of the pandemic, when we didn't know what the virus was about and what the virus was doing, and how easily the virus was spreading. In the beginning of the pandemic, we didn't know all of this. True. Do you understand? Yeah. And we didn't know how the virus kills people. Mm. We were still meeting and having fellowship in church. Forgive. You know, today, I was thinking, and then I went back to look on my phone, and I look at certain photographs that I took. Amongst us, not us. I mean, when I was at work with our colleagues and with things that were happening and, you know, we took certain photographs for, because we were so afraid of the things that were happening. And when I look at some of the things, I can't even show you. When I look at some of the things, it was during the time that we were still having service. I remember one Sunday I was at work and, Apostle Joel had a meeting and we're contemplating whether we should close the service, whether we should come to church, and we were waiting for instructions. Do you see? And in the beginning of this pandemic, so I mean, this, this, this yes, um, last um, Friday when, you know, um, my wife was celebrating her birthday, some of you posted pictures of our last birthday celebrations, you know, and reflect, and then uh, we were looking at how we were happy together, close by, drinking, sharing, hugging, and doing all kinds of things. I began to be afraid. Hmm. 
And I say, how, how, how did that happen? How? Because I'm looking at photographs of myself dressed in, you know, this PPI at the hospital within these days that we were taking care of people who were dying from COVID. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? And not knowing what was about to happen, not knowing what was going to turn this into a world pandemic, the Holy Spirit led me to lead a church in having communion every Sunday. Every Sunday. Not knowing what was going to happen. Not understanding any of this. That even the day that we had this last Sunday, last party, we had communion. And I was making proclamations over your lives. I remember every Sunday making proclamations and making proclamations, positive proclamations that you shall live and not die. Uh, That I was saying you will not die before your time. That none of you, none of you under the sound of my voice shall lie in a hospital bed. None of you under the sound of my life shall die. And I was making these proclamations, not understanding what was happening. Are you listening to me? Yes. We didn't know, we didn't know that God was actually preparing his church against a deadly pandemic. God was preparing his church against a deadly pandemic. That was going to take the lives of many thousands, thousands. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? One of our sisters sent me a testimony just a couple of Sundays ago, I think two Sundays or so ago, about how God delivered her from COVID-19. She said she was taking care of someone who had COVID. Apparently her landlord was sick and she has a good relationship with the landlord. So she was helping the landlord, making things for the landlord, going to the landlord's place, doing things for the landlord. And then she realized that the landlord was getting sicker. So they advised her, the landlord, to go to the hospital. And when the landlord got to the hospital, they tested her and she's COVID positive, very sick. Admitted her critically sick. So panic ran into her. Of course, she ran quickly to get tested and she was negative. No COVID, nothing, no symptoms, no COVID, that's negative. And she says, you caused me, she sent me a message. She says, Reverend, the only way I can explain this is through the communion that we take and took and taking and are continuing to take that is covering me, that is protecting me. Amen. I cannot explain it any other way. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? Yes. So positive proclamation. Believe in the proclamation that are made over you. Amen. Believe the proclamations that are spoken over your lives. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. And it also means do not forsake the assembly of the brethren. Sure. Where such proclamations are made. When we are gathering, don't exclude yourself. Hmm. Don't sit at home and turn off your, your video. Don't sit at, don't be there and don't join and say, I'll wait until we come. Believe in the proclamation. Hallelujah. Amen. Another sister just shared another testimony with me about pronouncements that I made in church. And she believed and wrote them down. She said, I made certain proclamation about favor. And then she was going to school and I made certain proclamation and she just wrote them down and she believed them. And today she says she's living Every single one of the proclamation. That great favor. She doesn't understand how she, looking at herself, can even go to school and having a family, taking care of her home and able to get favor from professors and just excelling. And she says she can only attribute it. She says she wasn't understanding how 
why all these things were happening. Then she remembered. She looked in her book and she remembered the things that she wrote down, how she believed in the proclamation. She says, ah, this is where it's coming from. This is where it's coming from. Powerful proclamation. Amen. 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 Look, the Bible says in Numbers chapter 6 and verse 22, Numbers chapter 6 and verse 22, it says, the Lord said to Moses, saying, and the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, tell Aaron, he said, speak unto Aaron and unto his sons, saying, on this wise, on this wise, that means in this way, you shall bless the children of Israel saying unto them. You see, there is power in the mouth. God has placed power in the mouth of the priest. And you should make proclamation and you should also receive the proclamation. Amen. He says, speak unto Aaron and unto his sons, saying, on this wise ye shall bless the children of Israel, saying unto them, speaking unto them, the Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. Are you understanding? Yes. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. God is saying the priest should say these things to the children of Israel. The priest should say this to the congregation. That the Lord bless thee. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious unto you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. Give you peace. And then he says, the Lord, and then the verse, I say, and they shall put my name upon the children of Israel. That means, and then we will say, in the name of Jesus, Jesus. receive it. That when I say, you will not die, you will live and not die in the name of Jesus. I receive it. That anyone under the sound of my voice will not die from COVID-19 in the name of Jesus. Receive it. Says, and they shall put my name upon the children of Israel, and I, the Lord, I will bless them. That means according to the word that you have spoken. Amen. So, beloved, there is power in our mouth. Amen. There is power in our mouth. And when we speak these things, they may sound foolish. True. They may sound like it doesn't make sense. Mm. But to the one who believes the one who will write them down and say, I remember this proclamation on this day and I receive it. It shall come to pass. In your the Bible says, if you will say to it says, and the Lord said to Moses, tell Aaron and his son, this is how you are to bless the Israelites. According to the New Living Translation. He this is how you are to bless the Israelites. Say to them, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. So they will put my name on the Israelites and I will bless them. I will bless them. Hallelujah. Amen. God will bless you. God will increase you. Amen. God will cause his face to shine upon you. Amen. God will lift you up. God will set you on high. God will command his blessings to run and overtake you. God will cause his face to shine upon you. God will favor you. God will bring you to goodly lands. God will bless your home. God will supply. God will cause you to have an abundance and and prosperity. That shall be your portion in the name of Jesus. And anyone who receives it, anyone whose amen is louder, Bible says it shall come to pass. Amen. Amen. But God says, I will bless them when you say these things to them. Put your hands together for the Lord. And this is what time will allow us to share at this point. And we want to bring our service to a close. So why don't you rise to your feet as we bring the service to a close? Father, we are grateful and we are thankful. We thank you, Lord, for your power, for your blessings. We thank you, Father, that you have placed such power in our mouth. Father, we are belittled the things that we say. But Lord, thank you 
for revealing to us the wisdom of the serpent, the power that is in our mouth. The Father, we can speak. And if we will believe the things that we say, it shall come to pass. We glorify your name. We thank you, Lord, for the speaking of your words. How far it has brought us. How far it has led us. How far it has taken us. We grateful. We are thankful. We bless you. We give you honor. In Jesus' name. Amen. Now with all eyes closed and every head bowed. You are here this afternoon. You want to give your life to Christ. You want to give your life to Jesus. You are saying, Pastor, pray with me. If that is you, I want to pray with you. I want to pray with you. You're saying, Pastor, pray with me. I want to receive Jesus Christ as my Savior. Lift up your hands and touch your heart and say this prayer with me. Say, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. Thank you for dying for me. Thank you for dying for me. This afternoon, I repent of my sins. This afternoon, I repent of my sins. Forgive me of all my sins. Forgive me of all my sins. Please wash me with your blood. Please wash me with your blood. I welcome you into my heart. I welcome you into my heart. Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. Be my Lord. Be my Lord. Be my master. Be my master. Be my savior. Be my savior. Please write my name. Please write my name. In the book of life. In the book of life. And from today. And from today. I will serve you. I will serve you. The rest of my life. The rest of my life. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. For saving me today. Saving me today. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Sing, Shana. have been blessed with this powerful message come and worship with us on the zoom platform with id number 823-299-84436 every sunday at 12 p.m eastern standard time god richly bless you